Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Well, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for this evening. It's always a pleasure, Father, coming before you and uh, learning of you and who you are, O oh Lord. Well, good afternoon or good evening. Welcome once again. <clears throat> We're back. Hallelujah. Uh, back at Women of Grace. Hallelujah. A Voice in the Wilderness. And we're going to finish up Lesson 3 of the Lesson 3 of um, Basic Training this evening. You know, it's always a pleasure coming before the Lord and uh, learning about His Kingdom and who He is. It's, it's so exciting. And uh, this morning we started our Lesson 3 in Spiritual Strategies, uh, a manual for spiritual warfare, and we're in basic training, learning who the Commander-in-Chief is, um, that's Yahshua, and we need uh, to have an understanding that we need to know all three of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in this spiritual warfare, because each one play a part in us to have victory in warfare. The point of it is, is that the victory was already won on Calvary, and we're not fighting for victory, we are fighting from victory. Hallelujah. And we're picking up in our manual to finish off lesson three of spiritual strategies. Let us go into prayer. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father, that you teach us all things and that you're teaching our hands to war, Father. Thank you for this basic training, Father. Um, thank you for the basic training, Father, in spiritual warfare, O oh Lord. And that you desire for us, O oh Father, to be successful, Father, to be overcomers, O oh Lord, in the last days. Thank you for your word, Father. In the name of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray, Amen. Come in. Okay. And our subject this evening is called Sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. Sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. Get your swords uh, and turn to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. 
verse 3 and 4 we're going to read. And then we're going to jump to Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a sensitive nature. This means he has feelings that can be affected by the actions of man. Because of the sensitive nature of the Holy Spirit, the Bible warns that we should not lie to the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 5 verse 3 reads, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and secretly keep back for yourself some of the proceeds from the sale of the land? As long as it remained unsold did it not remain to your own your own to do with as you please and after it was sold was the money not under your control why is it that you have conceived this act of hypocrisy and deceit in your heart you have not simply lied to the people but to God we must understand the story uh, that everyone in the book of Acts, that everyone sold their properties and what they belonged, and they brought the proceeds to Peter, to the apostles, so they can be distributed to uh, every man, to every member, hallelujah, of the new church. And then Ananias and his wife, Sapphira, they decided they was going to lie and they was going to keep back some of the proceeds. And the point of it is, is that they they made a certain amount, but they kept back uh, some of that amount. But and they lied to uh, Peter and them about the amount that it was sold for. Instead of them just simply saying we sold the property property for this amount and received this amount, but I decided to give you a certain amount. Hallelujah! They lied. Um, they lied. And as a result of them lying, God struck them down because they lied to the Holy Spirit. That that would take more study. Let me see what God, um, John Gill has to say about uh, this particular incident in the Bible. Um Let me see. John Gill says, Why has Satan filled thine heart, or emboldened thee, given thee so much spirit and courage to act in such an impotent and uh, manner? So the phrase is used in a Esther chapter 7 verse 5 hallelujah and often in its writings filled my heart or my heart never filled me to say to a man go and take the change of these three things the lie to the Holy Ghost who was in the apostles and 
by whom they were acted, and to whom he had given a discerning of spirits, so that it was a daring action and downright madness to go about to deceive them. For he pretended he had an impulse from the Spirit of God to sell his estate. In other words, if God did not tell you to do something, don't do it. And then turn around and lie and say that the Holy Spirit told you to do it. Um, and give the whole price of it to the apostles and yet kept back part of it, which was acting contrary to that spirit. He pretended to be influenced by. This is lying to the Holy Spirit. We should not lie. Hallelujah. The point of it is that we should not lie. We should not deceive one another. And, and saying that the Holy Spirit told us to do it. Or saying that God told us to do it. Hallelujah. If you get an unction from the Holy Spirit, be obedient and do it. But if you don't get an unction from the Holy Spirit, and then you speak out your mouth or do something contrary, hallelujah, if God did not tell you to do it, don't do it, then you are a deceiver. You are a liar. And I, I have found that many in the body of Christ, hallelujah, in error do this. I don't think they realize that they are doing this. But we should not lie one to another. Hallelujah. Because each of one of us have the spirit of discernment. Hallelujah. We should not lie one to the, another. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, sensitive, also resists the spirit. In Acts chapter 7, verse 51, it reads, You stiff-necked and stubborn people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are always actively resisting the Holy Spirit. You are you are doing just as your your fathers did. Hallelujah! Uh, quench the Holy Spirit. Let's go to First Thessalonians. We can quench the Holy Spirit. Uh, chapter five, verse nineteen. Also. Turn to uh, get your turn your source to Psalms seventy eight and verse forty. Hallelujah. He says in First Thessalonians that we can quench the spirit. He said, "Do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive." To the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to 22. Do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy or prophecies, spoken revelations, words of instruction, and, or exaltation or warning. But he says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. By which is meant not the person of the Spirit, but either the graces of the Spirit, which may be compared to light and fire and heat, to which the allusion is in the text, such as faith, which is a light in the soul, and seeing of the sun, 
and an evidence of things not seen and love which gives a vehement flame which many waters cannot quench and zeal which is the boiling up of love the fervency of it and spiritual knowledge which is also light and of an increasing nature and are all graces of the spirit and though these cannot be totally extinguished and utterly put out and lost yet they may be greatly damped the light of faith may become dim and the flame of love be abated and that wax cold the heat of zeal may pass into lukewarmness and an indifference of spirit and the light of knowledge seem to decline instead of increasing and although indulging some sin or sins by keeping ill company and by neglecting the ordinance of God prayer preaching and other institutions of the gospel wherefore such an exhortation is necessary to quicken saints and stir them up to the use of those means whereby those graces are cherished and preserved in their lively exercise though rather the gifts of the spirit are intended the extraordinary gifts of the spirit bestowed on the apostles at the day of Pentecost are uh, represented under the symbol of fire to which perhaps the apostles may here have respect and the more ordinary gifts of the spirit are such as are to be stirred up as coals of fire are stirred up in order that they may be burned and shine, shine the brighter and give both light and heat and which may be said to be quenched when they are neglected and lie by as useless when they are wrapped up in a napkin or hid in the earth or when men are restrained from the use of them or when the use of them is not attended to or brought into contempt and the exercise of them rendered useless and unprofitable as much as there in them lies and even prevent persons private persons may quench the spirit of god his gifts of light and knowledge when they hold the truth in unrighteousness imprison it and conceal it and do not publicly profess it as they ought now that was John Gill's commentary on First uh, Thessalonians five nineteen. I'm gonna read the last part over again. He says, and even private persons may quench the spirit of God, his gifts of light and knowledge, when they hold the truth in unrighteousness, imprison it, and conceal it and do not publicly profess it as they ought. That's quenching the Spirit. When believers that are filled with the Holy Spirit live a lifestyle of sin, and that is called in holding it in unrighteousness. It's a do not quench 
subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And and when we live in sin and do not be responsive to the Holy Spirit to repent, hallelujah, confess your sin, and to stop sinning, we we are quenching the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In Psalms, Psalm 78:40 says that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. Also in Ephesians turn to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 talks about how we grieve the Holy Spirit. And it reads, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please Him by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Beloved, when I um, had backslidden, hallelujah, I was grieving the Holy Spirit. I saddened the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He said, and John Kim commentary reads, and grieve not the Holy Spirit, not a believer's own spirit, sanctified by the Holy Ghost, which is grieved by sin, nor the spirit of a good man that hears our words and sees our action and is displeased and troubled at them. But the third person in the Trinity, and this is said of him by, hallelujah, uh, supposes something done that is offensive to him. And he may be grieved not only by unconverted persons, by their stubborn resistance and opposition to the gospel and means of grace, and by their contempt of his person, office, and grace, but by believers themselves and who are here spoken to, and which by may be done both by their words, lying, angry, and corrupt ones before caution against. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 verse 25 says, Therefore rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, any such as these, speak truth each one with his neighbor, for we are all parts of one another, and we are all parts of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We also grieve the Holy Spirit when we are lying to one another, when we defraud one another, when we tell half-truths. Hallelujah. To one another, when we, are, when we spread rumors about someone, about a brother or sister in Christ, we are grieving and saddening the Holy Spirit. And by our actions, our behavior towards God, uh, by our conversation in the world, and by our 
carriage to one another, which is suggested in the following verses also, he may be grieved by their thoughts, by our thoughts, by vain, uh, by vain and sinful thoughts, and that they are no better employed, and especially when they entertain any undervaluing ones of Jesus Christ, whose glorifier is he. And by the unbelief of their hearts and by their unmindfulness of the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, Hallelujah. Hold on, please. Yes, Elizabeth? Uh, Let me see. Hold on. All right, thank you. Thank you for your patience. Shut my door, please. Shut my door, please. And get dressed. Your mom's coming back for you. Shut my door all the way, please. Hallelujah. Um, But we grieve the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, by our actions when we lie to one another, when we treat one another with contempt, when we lie, hallelujah, I cannot stress it more, how we treat one another in the body of Christ, that this grieves the Holy Spirit, this saddens Him, and we are commanded not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, hallelujah, when we uh, just treat any, one another any old kind of way. And the author, he is the author of the new birth, the implanter and applier of all grace, and the finisher of it, because he is the saint's comforter, their advocate, helper, and strengthener, and their constant companion who dwells in them and will remain in them until death, and it follows whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So the Holy Spirit does not leave you. But we can put it in prison. We can grieve it. Hallelujah. We can cause it to stop speaking. It is dangerous. You know, um, there was a sister in the Lord, hallelujah, that was doing some evil things uh, to me. A sister in the Lord that was doing some evil things to me. Hallelujah. And I just couldn't believe it. It it you know, it, it really bothered me because I know that this the sister uh uh believed in Christ. And it it would really grieve me and I'm like, Lord, I know that you're not a schizophrenic. And how the sister would manifest and speak all kind of evil against me. 
uh, would speak would spread rumors of lies. You know, there are two sides to everything. There is day and there is night. God made the sun and the moon. There's two sides to a coin. And there is also two sides to everyone's story. Now, this person would always tell the other person, would pick up the phone and tell call a person and begin rallying on. They would always tell them my reaction to what they did. They would never tell them what they did. Hallelujah. But they would always say what I did. But this, this sister of the Lord would... Uh, but I mean, really follow me around, you know, as the uh, as the little girl in the book of Acts was fought, was following Paul around, agitating Paul, until finally he she got a reaction. But this sister, the Lord, would do things uh, to to agitate me until they got a response, and they didn't like the response. So what they would do, this person would do, would get on the phone and call someone and only tell what I did, but never tell tell the individual how they provoked, hallelujah, what they said and what they did to provoke my reaction. And that would grieve the Holy Spirit. That was grieving the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Uh, we can also insult the Spirit, Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 4 through 6 we're going to read. Hallelujah. And also turn your swords to Matthews chapter 12. Matthews chapter 12. And we're going to read verse 31 and 32. Hallelujah. Uh, we can insult the spirit Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4 through 6 read for it is impossible to restore to repentance those who have once been enlightened spiritually and who have tasted and consciously experienced the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted and consciously experienced the good word of God and the powers of the age world to come and then have fallen away, it is impossible to bring them back again to repentance, since they again nailed the Son of God on the cross. For as far as they are concerned, they are treating the death of Christ as if they were not saved by it, and are holding him up again to public disgrace. We can go so far, beloved. God gives us room to repent. But when we continue to live a lifestyle of sin and grieving of the Holy Spirit, we eventually cut ourselves off. Hallelujah. Uh, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 31, hallelujah, we blaspheme the Holy Spirit. We can blaspheme the Holy Spirit, which is the unforgivable sin. Therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy, every evil, abusive, injurious speaking, or indignity uh any uh against start things will be forgiven people but blasphemy against the holy spirit would not be forgiven whoever speaks a word against the son of man will be forgiven but whoever speaks against the holy spirit by attributing the miracles done by me to satan 
will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come. In other words, hallelujah, if the Holy Spirit is moving and people are being delivered and healed, hallelujah, and we say that that is Satan, that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is denying all the work of the Holy Spirit. This leads ultimately to rejecting the deity of Christ. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is denying all the work of the Holy Spirit. This leads ultimately to rejecting the deity of Christ. So we must definitely be careful, hallelujah, when it comes to calling things of Satan and calling things of God. We must be careful, hallelujah. Because we can uh, blaspheme against the Holy Spirit or vex the Spirit. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 63. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 10. Changed into their enemy, and he fought against them. Uh. Let's go up a verse, verse 9. In all their distress he was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his compassion he redeemed them. And he lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled, uh, rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he changed into their enemy, and he fought against them. We must be ever so careful, beloved. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 7, verse 51, and this is talking about the children of Israel when they were in the desert. Hallelujah. You stiff-necked and stubborn people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are always actively resisting the Holy Spirit. You are doing just as your fathers did, which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute. They killed those who proclaimed beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have become. You who received the law was ordained and delivered to you by angels, and yet you did not obey it. That is uh, Acts chapter 51 to 53. We must be careful, beloved. Hallelujah. Not to uh, grieve, hallelujah, next the Holy Spirit, because God will, will turn to be our enemies. He will become our enemy. Hallelujah. We, we must live this life. We must be so careful. We must be doers of the word and not hearers only. These actions are discussed in detail in the Harvest Time International Institute course on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is important that you do not offend the, the sensitive nature of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is offended by your actions, he will withdraw his presence. You cannot wage effective spiritual warfare without the power of the Holy Spirit. So we we must be careful, beloved, how we we live our Christian walk. Hallelujah. 
and ask God for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Tales of the Holy, titles of the Holy Spirit. There are several titles used in the Bible to describe the Holy Spirit. A title is a descriptive phrase which explains a person's position and or function. It is important that you know the function of the Holy Spirit as you enter spiritual warfare. Uh, let's look at the following references in the Bible to study the titles given of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verse 13, the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, let's turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. And Romans, get your swords and turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, the Spirit of God. Do, do you not know and understand that you, the church, are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you, collectively individually? He is also called the Spirit of Christ, Romans chapter 8, verse 9. However, you are not living in the flesh, controlled by the sinful nature, but in the Spirit. If, the, if, in fact, the Spirit of God lives in you, directing and guiding you, but if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him, and he is not a child of God. Hallelujah. The eternal Spirit, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. Hallelujah. Turn your source to Hebrews chapter 9, 14. Hallelujah. Which reads, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Holy Spirit willingly offered himself unblemished, that is, without moral or spiritual imperfection as a sacrifice to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works, and lifeless observances to serve the ever-living God, the eternal Spirit. He is also called the Spirit of Truth in John chapter 16, verse 13. John chapter 16, verse 13, which read, But when he, the Spirit of Truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth, for he will not speak on his own intentive, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. Hallelujah. Also, he is called the Spirit of Grace. He is also called the Spirit of Grace. Turn your swords to Hebrews chapter 10. Hallelujah, verse 29, and it reads, How much greater punishment do you think he will deserve who has rejected and trampled underfoot the Son of God and has considered unclean and common the blood of the covenant that sanctified him 
and has insulted the spirit of grace who imparts the unmerited favor and blessing of God. Hallelujah. Also he is called the spirit of life. Turn your swords to Romans chapter 8 verse 2 we're going to read. The spirit he is called the spirit the spirit of life. In Romans chapter 8 verse 2 reads, For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has set us free from the law of sin and of death. Hallelujah. He is called the spirit of life. He is also called the spirit of glory. Turn your swords to First Peter chapter 4 verse 14. First Peter chapter 4 verse 14 reads if you are insulted and reviled for bearing the name of Christ you are blessed happy with life joy and comfort in God's salvation regardless of your circumstances because the spirit of glory and of God is resting on you and indwelling you he who he whom they curse glorify. He is also called the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Turn your swords to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. That's Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. And it reads, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, it grants you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of Him. For we know the Father through the Son. He is also called the Comforter. Turn your swords to John chapter 14, verse 26. That is John chapter 14, verse 26 reads, But the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. And he will help you remember everything that I have told you. The Comforter. He is our Comforter. Hallelujah. One called alongside to help. Hallelujah. He is also called the Spirit of Promise. Turn to Acts. Turn your swords to Acts chapter 1. And we're going to read verses 4 and 5. That is Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, and it reads, While being together and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for, for what the Father had promised, of which he said, You have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now he was the he is the spirit of promise he is also the spirit of holiness 
turn to Romans chapter 1, hallelujah, verse 4. That's Romans chapter 1, verse 4, and it reads, And as to his divine nature, according to the spirit of holiness, was openly designated to be the Son of God with power in triumph and a miraculous way, by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the spirit of holiness. He is also the spirit of faith. He is called the spirit of faith. Turn your swords to Second Corinthians chapter 14, uh, chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 13. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, and it reads, Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had, who wrote in Scripture, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. And also, he is, he is called the spirit of adoption. Romans chapter 8, verse 15, and that reads, For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship, by which we, cry, we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. Emblooms of the Holy Spirit. Now we're going to talk about emblooms of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Turn your swords to John chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse 32. John chapter 1 verse 32. We're talking about uh, emblooms of the Holy Spirit and hold your place there. Hallelujah. The Bible uses several emblooms to represent the Holy Spirit. An emblem represents something. It is a symbol which has a special meaning. Looking up the following references in your Bible, they each use emblems which represent the Holy Spirit. The dove. John one thirty two. John gave further evidence, testifying officially for the record with vividly and reverence, saying, I have seen the Holy Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained up on him. In Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 9, But my dove, my perfect one, stands alone above them all. She is here, her mother's only daughter. She is the pure child of the one who bore her. The maiden saw her and called her blessed and happy. The queens and the concubines also, and they praised her, saying, He is considered the emblem of a dove. The emblem of oil, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, 
downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. Hallelujah. He is he is called the oil. Hallelujah. He is the symbol of the oil represents the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Hallelujah reads how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, because God was with him. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9 reads, Ye have loved righteousness, integrity, virtue, uprightness, and purpose, and have hated lawlessness, injustice, sin. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. Hallelujah. The symbols, the emblems of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The emblems of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Talking about the emblems of the Holy Spirit. Turn your swords to John. John chapter 7. We're going to read verses 37 to 39. John chapter 7. Verses 37 to 39. Hallelujah. Emblems of the Holy Spirit. Water. He is he is seen as water. Hallelujah. In John chapter 7, verse 37. Hallelujah. It reads... Now on the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and called out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. But he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him as Savior were to receive afterward. The Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified, raised to honor. In Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3, it reads, For I will pour out water on him who is thirsty, and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and and my blessing on your descendants. He is the emblem of water. He is also an emblem, a seal. Hallelujah. The seal. Uh, turn your swords to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 
13, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, and also hold your place at Ephesians chapter 4, verse uh, 30. Also hold your place at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 reads, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in him, were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ, as as owned and protected by God. And also Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please Him, by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own, for the day of redemption, the final re- deliverance from the consequences of sin. Also, turn your swords to Second Corinthians. Second uh, Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty-two reads: "It is He who has also put His seal on us; that is, He has appropriated us and certified us as His own, and has given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as a pledge, like a security deposit, to guarantee the fulfillment of His promise of eternal life." Hallelujah. He is considered wind. Hallelujah. He is the emblem of wind. In John chapter 3 verse 8, it reads, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound. But you do not know where it is coming from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 Hallelujah reads, When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. He is identified with wind. He is called wind. Also, he is an emblem of fire. Exodus chapter 3, verse 2 reads, Exodus chapter 3 Verse 2 reads, The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was on fire, yet it was not consumed. The Holy Spirit is the emblem of fire. Exodus chapter 13, verse 21 reads, The presence of the Lord was going before them by day in a pillar column of cold cloud to lead them along the way, and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light, so that they could travel by day and by night. Hallelujah. In Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24 reads, Then fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the portions of fat on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell face downward in awe and worship. Hallelujah. They fell face downward in awe 
and in worship. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit came and consumed the burnt offering. Acts chapter 2 verse 3. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them, and they rested on each one of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. So the the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, the uh, Holy Spirit represents the dove, oil, water, a seal, wind, and fire. The meaning of each of these symbols of the Holy Spirit explained in the course of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, which we will be uh, studying later on uh, in the year. Summary. In this chapter, you learned of the triune nature of God and studied about God the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. With their combined functions in the realm of spiritual warfare, they are a powerful force of good in the universe. But it is not enough just to recognize that the spiritual forces of good exist. The Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 19, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devil also believe and tremble. Hallelujah. It's good that you know that there is one God, but beloved, the devil also knows that there is one God and he trembles. The demons know that there is one God and they tremble. That We must know more than just that. Hallelujah. When it comes to spiritual warfare. The spiritual forces of evil believe in God and are fearful of him, but they are still evil. To simply believe in God is not enough. You must acknowledge him as Lord of your life. You must accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for your sin. Repent, ask for forgiveness, and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me read that over again. The spiritual forces of evil believe in God and are fearful of him, but they are still evil. To simply believe in God is not enough. You must acknowledge him as Lord of your life. You must accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for your sin. Repent, ask for forgiveness, and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. You have not yet completed your study of spiritual forces of good. In the next chapter, chapter 4, it concerns a mighty host of spirit beings known as angels and describes their function in spiritual warfare. On our next next Sabbath, we're going to talk about uh, next, no, next Sabbath, hallelujah, we're going to uh, discuss kingdom later on this evening. We're going to talk about kingdom, the kingdom living. But on next Saturday, we're going to talk about the angels, hallelujah, and how they function in spiritual warfare. Our inspection questions. One, write the key verse of the article of war. Two, list the spiritual forces of good. Three, name the three personalities of the Trinity of God. 
Gatha blank. Four, summarize the special function of God in the realm of spiritual warfare. Five, summarize the functions of Jesus Christ in spiritual warfare. Six, summarize the functions of the Holy Spirit in spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. Seven, what is the name of God you should use when entering into spiritual warfare? Hallelujah. Technical maneuvers. One, if you are studying the Harvest Time Institute courses in their suggested order, you will study the ministry of the Holy Spirit. After completion of this course, the first chapter of the ministry of the Holy Spirit includes an outline for further study of God the Father and God the Son, Jesus Christ. If you are not enrolled in the Complete Institution Program, we, su- we suggest you obtain the Harvest International Institute courses titled The Ministry of the Holy Spirit to study upon completion of this course. And we're going to study that, uh, the Ministry of the Holy Spirit, after we complete the uh, spiritual strategies in kingdom living. Hallelujah. And it talks about kingdom. Uh, these courses are to be studied together. Uh, uh, Harvest Time International has other studies to go along with all this in a whole. But right now we're just doing spiritual strategies and kingdom living. And this ends chapter 3, hallelujah, of knowing our commander and chief. And knowing the functions, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit and why we need the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. I thank you, hallelujah. I pray that this this uh, lesson has been a blessing to you. And if you have missed, hallelujah, if you have missed this morning, the first part of uh, 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 chapter 3, learning of our commander-in-chief, you can find us on Spreaker.com in the search bar put Spiritual Strategies, a manual for spiritual warfare, and then it will come right up for Women of Grace. Well, beloved, uh, we have ended our Chapter 3 of Spiritual Warfare. Um, we will close out in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for truth, O oh Lord. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, O Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, forgive us, Lord God. If Father, we have lied, Lord. If we have been uh, 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 deceitful, Lord. Forgive us, Father, if we have hurt one another, Lord God, by our actions and by our words. Father, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord, that we may walk upright before you as did Abraham. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that he comes to teach us and to lead and to guide us and to bring us into remembrance of what your son, Yeshua, have told us about your kingdom, about living as citizens of your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for this lesson. Thank you, Lord, for basic training, O Father. We thank and we praise you, Lord. In the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen. Well, beloved, on next Sabbath, we're gonna uh, we're going into chapter four, and we'll be talking about the uh, the spiritual forces of good, 
of good and the angels. Um, I might be on later on tonight to uh, pick up uh, go, to go into Kingdom Living of chapter uh, chapter four of chapter three, the Kingdom past, present, and future. Uh, the, the this lesson takes so long because of the scriptures. If I'm looking up scriptures, Hallelujah. Uh, looking up the scriptures with you, it takes a little bit longer to finish a chapter. So what I'll do next Sabbath, instead of the uh, chapter 4 of spiritual uh, strategy, we're going to do chapter 3 in kingdom living or next Sabbath. Or the next Sabbath because we want to do these. Hallelujah. We want to do these uh, uh, together uh, with our uh, spiritual uh strategy manual. Uh, so next Saturday we're going to be doing chapter 3 of, of Kingdom Living and that will be entitled The Kingdom Past, Present and Future. I look forward to uh, meeting with you all next Saturday for this lesson. Hallelujah. And pray my strength in the Lord that I will complete the assignment that the Lord has given me for these two studies because they are so important in our walk with the Lord Jesus that we must know these things and be trained in these things to be effective that, uh, so that we can be overcomers. Hallelujah. Because, hallelujah, the enemy, hallelujah, he is a strong force. Satan and his demons are a strong force to reckon, and we have to be prepared by making sure that our hearts are right. Hallelujah. Making sure that we are treating our brothers and sisters in love, walking in love towards them, not lying to them, not deceiving, not grieving the Holy Spirit in them. You know, we can grieve the Holy Spirit in another believer by how we treat them. Glory to God. So, you know, we are to be uh, workmen for his pleasure. We must be doers of the word, just not merely hearers, hearing it and not doing it. We must learn to walk in love. Glory to God. And we must love our brothers and sisters, whether they are part of our group or whether they are not a part of our group. Whether they, they go to our church or whether they do not go to our church. We are to love our brothers and sisters all over the world. Not just a portion, just not just that group that goes to that church. We are commanded to love one another. And that means brothers and sisters all over the world. Hallelujah. We all serve the same Father. And if you have mistreated a brother and sister in Christ, hallelujah, because of, the, of your thinking or how you were being taught in your ministry. See, it's not about your group and it's not about your ministry. It's about Christ, the body. Hallelujah. We are all one body. And if you have mistreated someone in the body of Christ, go to that person, repent, ask for forgiveness. Then go to God and repent and ask for forgiveness. We must do things in order. We must do the word of God. Hallelujah. We may have done something 
hallelujah, said something, acted a certain way to someone that caused them to leave the church, that caused them to leave, leave our group, we must ask the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Holy Spirit in someone else. Hallelujah. We must ask for forgiveness. We must repent. Hallelujah. The body of Christ must repent. We are we have not all arrived, beloved. I know I have not arrived. I am not a bag of chips and some with a Coke on the side. I am none of that. Hallelujah. I don't claim to know it all. But this I do know. I know the love of God. I know the love of Christ. I know that we can grieve one another in the spirit by our actions and how we treat one another. And and the way that we act towards one another is not the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Not the spirit of God. So let us repent, beloved. Let us turn from our wicked ways and turn back to God. And when we, the body of Christ, the church, turn, if we will humble ourselves and pray, the Bible says, and if we turn from our wicked ways. See, we can pray for our nation, but if we don't turn from our wicked ways as the body, as the church, God would not come and heal our land. There's a condition to that, that scripture. is a condition to that. He says if we humble ourselves and pray, seek his face, and turn from our wicked ways, then God will come and heal our land. But we got to seek his face. We have to humble ourselves. There are conditions in that. We have to humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, and turn from our wicked ways. Then God will come and heal our land. Hallelujah. In that order. Beloved, it's time out for playing church. It's time out to allow the Holy Spirit to truly move through us. Where we can see the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in power. Hallelujah. We must, hallelujah, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And have a desire to walk in God's righteousness. Hallelujah. Because the devil knows the scriptures too. Hallelujah. And and if the Lord the Spirit of the Lord leads me, hallelujah, to give a revelation or to speak prophetically, then I will do that. But right now we're studying out of a manual. Glory to God. Let us get the basis first before we go call ourselves going fighting, hallelujah, in this spiritual warfare because it's dangerous. Our foe, hallelujah, is a powerful foe. Glory to God. I remember the Lord told me to know my enemy, know him, his tricks and his strategies, hallelujah, the type of darts that he sends out, hallelujah. And you know, beloved, we kill our wounded by our mouth. We kill our wounded by what we say out of our mouth. Hallelujah. We we are our brother's keeper. And we are supposed to pick our brother up. Hallelujah. And pour in the oil of Gilead to heal their wounds. To restore them and bring them back. Not to continue to chase them away and tear them down and beat them up. That's not the spirit of the Lord. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you that. And to, to comfort them, to to rebuke if they are living in sin, 
that we may win a brother and sister back to Christ, to snatch them out of hell's fire. Glory to God. But until next week, may God bless you. May God keep you. May God's face shine over you as you continue to seek his face by sitting at his feet and learning of him. Until then, beloved, God bless you. And shalom. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.